Hello and welcome to Murder Behind the Movie. Your favorite podcast where we take horror movies and crime movies and tell you the true stories behind them. You added the, that's new, the crime movie part. Well, I feel like we mm. haven't just been doing horror movies. It's kind of like a little bit more than that. Like Chicago's not really a horror movie. It's more of a crime movie. Sure. But it's based on a true story so we can do it. Like I, I think it's a little bit more than sure. just horror movies. No, yeah. Okay. I no, I just know that's okay. It's just murder movies. Keeping people on their toes. Well, like, I are think they I've the been same doing it a couple now? times. Yeah, no, no, we're not. Totally new. Okay. All right, we need a new logo. <laughs> I don't know, maybe this new podcast will start coming out on time. <laughs> but I wouldn't hold your breath for that. Okay. <laughs> we're doing the best we can, guys. Today we are talking about um, things heard and and not seen. No, things heard and seen. Things heard and seen. Things heard and seen. Uh, it's a 2021 film. Uh, it's a Netflix film, and it has a TVMA rating. So I lo- that's basically just an R rating. Uh, I'm not really sure why it has a TVMA rating and not an R rating. I don't know if that's just because it's a Netflix film, so it's on TV kind of. I'll be honest, that kind of confused me. I'm not really sure. I don't uh, know. I don't know why. It's weird. Uh, it was written and directed by Sherry Springer Berman and Robert uh, Polinci. Polinsini? Will you try Italian. to pronounce that? I bet it's... Polinsini? Polinsini. I bet it's a sound. Okay. That's that's solid. Okay. So sorry <laughs> if you also have that last name. <laughs> and we did that wrong. It's very Italian. Yes. Uh, this movie... Okay. Okay. Very, yep. <laughs> Okay. That's it. So this movie stars Amanda Seyfried, uh, James Norton, Natalie Dyer, and Natalia a- Dyer. Natalia Dyer and Alex uh, Nottestetter. That's a, a German name. Sure. And uh, now, Renee, please guess the Rotten Tomato score. Um, I bet the critics gave it like eighty-two. Okay. And audiences probably was like a 70. Okay, now I'm going to help you out here because you deserve it. Um, now think of the ending of this movie and then rate it again. That's why I gave the... Yeah, okay. That's why I said the critics were so high because I bet the critics liked the like artsiness of the ending. Okay. No, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I bet the critics, or you don't think the critics didn't like it? No, that's not what I'm saying. I just want, I was just saying, I didn't know if you would want to change your answer, that's all. No, I was thinking so of that. So locked in. Okay, you were close. So critics is 39%. Oh, shoot. And the audience was 22. Really? The critics didn't like it? The audience didn't like it that much? I thought it was pretty good. I just thought the ending was really stupid. Yeah, people hated it. Um, oh, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, I thought it was pretty good that just, like, the last, like, five minutes, I was like, okay, this is dumb. No, I'll be honest. It I, didn't, like, ruin the whole movie for me, though. No, I, I I wrote this, but I just won't say it. I'll say it now instead of at the end here. But watching this whole movie, I w- was, like, waiting and, like, wondering why did they get this get such a terrible rating. You were waiting for the catch. Like, I, what's I was the waiting catch? for it. And I'm, this whole time, I'm like, man, I this movie's not bad. I don't necessarily think it has that, like, re like rewatch factor. Yeah. But I didn't think it was bad. And then I watched the ending and I'm like, okay, this, this was is the why. dumbest ending in a movie I have ever seen. That's sad though cuz I feel like the movie was actually pretty good right. until I, the like last 5 minutes and then it was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, in my eyes I don't I don't think I would I would have docked it that much because of how bad this ending was. Yeah. Um 
but people and I don't really know, hate bad endings though they do and may, i mean maybe we're also not critics so maybe there was other reasons people hated it um maybe. but either way i mean there was no batman we just oh, watched God. that recently that movie was so good you know it. don't give me that you know it was good here's the i know it was good but i'm just kind of tired of you talking about it you're right <laughs> i will find someone else to talk to no i don't care i'm just teasing you anyway so <laughs> the opening credits rolled okay um and it rolled and it played over one of those like old-timey projectors like flip sides and it was very dramatic um and it felt really eerie uh it set the tone for this movie you know what i mean are you sure it didn't set the town for um it did that's why i didn't Your read that i know we all know you cannot <laughs> look at my notes and like go word by word you know that um you know that just like apparently it's not how you spell windshield you forgot the i i forgot the i see what i'm saying it says i can't windshield. exactly but i know that so i need you to just shut up um so anyway set the tone for the film is gonna be eerie and kind of creepy okay then on text, uh, on screen text, on the screen there's texts that tell us that this is the winter of 1980. A dude pulled in a garage and blood drips on his windshield. Uh, he looks up... Nothing? Sheld? You called <laughs> hey, it a windshield? Thank you. I was to say nothing on that? Come on. Because like, normally you're the first one to bust my balls about anything. <laughs> so. I have to tell you, the other day one of my students said dark time instead of nighttime <laughs> they awesome. were like it's dark time and i was like mm. but they have an excuse because they're five and six they're kindergartners zach <laughs> okay first off um that hurt <laughs> they're allowed to say dark you know time i'm sensitive about my intelligence okay, okay. <laughs> um yeah you're a dick so maybe they hear our podcast and they're like man that guy sounds so fucking maybe they smart. did it on purpose they, i'm sure the five-year-olds are saying that you, you don't no know. they they did it on purpose because they listened to the podcast and they looked at me and they said mrs noy you're married time. to an idiot no, they, <laughs> they were like letting me know subtly that they listen that they're listeners they yeah, were like right. mrs noy it's dark time yeah and then they're gonna be like mrs. Noy, did you hear about the crocodiles with guns <laughs> so dangerous pow, pow. what the hell no pow, pow. i don't like no, that it was the crocodiles with their guns obviously i just didn't like it all right let's uh get back on track here um, i feel like i just was laughing like shane <laughs> yeah just add a little bit of cocaine and you're there so he looks up and there is blood coming from the ceiling in the garage uh he runs in and he sees a little girl jumping on a couch then we see dude running through a field holding the girl. Uh, screen changes, and it says the summer before, which I hate that. <laughs> he In does. movies and TV we've shows, watching, I hate it. We've been watching Castle, doing a Castle rewatch, and uh, every so often, you know, I mean, actually, actually it's like it's a lot. A it's either. a lot of times. Uh, that they do that, where it'll like show you something that happens at the end of the episode, and then it's like, two weeks earlier yeah, Zach's like, Ugh. i just like <laughs> i don't know dude just give me the story you know, like i think a thor, put it in the right order i think a thor ragnarok it's like he's like i, th I know you're wondering how i got in this position as he's spinning yeah they're just like there's a lot of movies that do that it's the jerk does thing. that yeah well the jerk's also a stupid movie no yeah. the jerk is a classic movie um, a great movie and you need to take that back anyway it drives <gasps> me nuts when movies and shows i don't think i'm gonna talk to you that. the rest of the episode that's all i had to do 
I could have done that from the start. I'm picking out a thermos for you. Stop. We barely have any listeners. They're going to leave for sure now. Okay, stop. Um, Not an ordinary thermos for you. But the very best thermos. What's the dog's name? I feel like you remind me of what the dog is. Don't call that dog hero. Call that dog shithead. Shithead. There you go. Yeah. So. Shithead. I get to be shithead. Thank you. (laughs) Can't wait to tell my dad about this. Anyway. So, uh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so it's the little girl's birthday. Uh, Catherine, who is the mom, played by Amanda Seyfried, and George, the dad, played by James Norton, makes an announcement saying that they are moving upstate. Uh, dude finished his dissertation and got a job up there. Uh, Catherine w- was upset by this, but uh, she backs them up because they're a happy, healthy couple. Uh, they were also having money issues in the city, and they just need to go somewhere cheaper. So... They found a house. Um, it's a view, very huge 1800s house with good bones that just needs a massive updating. Uh, that was gross. Renee, <laughs> tell me. Wait, can you do that part again? <laughs> Absolutely not. Renee, tell me if you've heard that before in a Yeah, like a hundred times. Never buy a house that says it has good bones. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, no, just that's it. Never, yeah, <laughs> yeah. never, never buy a house <laughs> where the realtor or your husband or anybody else says it has good bones. Yeah, but we have to dump all of our savings into it, yeah. so we can't move if any weird shit. <laughs> Those happens. good bones are full of ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So either a buy a house that has very bad bones, <laughs> or buy a house that has that's already updated. Yeah, perfect. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah, it sounds like if you have to update a house, it's haunted. So. <laughs> Uh, there was an old piano that was left that had sheet music. Um, and it just feels like that'll mean something at the end. Because why else would there be an old piano yeah. with like a sheet music hidden under it? And then now that I've seen this movie, I will tell you, it does mean nothing. And it hits me. Maybe that's why I get such a bad rating. Is because like well, they made that like such no, a... No, that's not true. Because it like was the family before. And you meet the family before. Yeah, but... I think it's just like supposed to show like the memories and the like i i the shadows of the family that was there before i guess but i guys i'm telling you nope so i mean i like what you said you said it sounds smart but i just (laughs) disagree one thing i want to know is that when they were looking at this house with the realtor there was two people across the street watching them um so like the house is probably scary and has like a scary backstory well it has good bones so yeah yeah, no, that's that's actually... I think that's what people across the street said. They said the house has good bones. It's fucking haunted. Don't move there. <laughs> um, first night, Franny, the daughter... What do you think her name is? I think her real name is. They call her Franny. Probably so, Francis. Or Francisco? No. Fran- Francisco. Francisca. <laughs> no, it's probably Francis. What if her name is like freaking Frappuccino or something? They call her Franny. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? Though? It's the dog. I know, but dang. That's what a house with good bones sounds like. <laughs> that was rough. Anyway, her name is probably Fernando. <laughs> there was Fernando. something in the air that died. The stars were bright. What is that? Fernando. Yeah, I don't know. It's ABBA. Oh. I know the one ABBA song. <laughs> you know one ABBA song? <laughs> yeah. Which song? Um, Take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. chance. <laughs> you don't know Mamma Mia? Mama Mia. Mia. Oh yeah, that's Here Abba. I go again. You don't yeah. know Dancing Queen? 
That's ABBA too? Yes. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. You don't know. Money, money, money. Yeah. Always sunny. Yeah. In a rich man's world. Yeah. Isn't that like your dad's favorite band? <laughs> Does he listen to ABBA all the time? I love ABBA. You don't trash ABBA. Winner takes it all. <laughs> I thought you weren't talking to me, shithead. <laughs> anyway. It wouldn't be an episode of our podcast if I didn't yeah. sing at least once. Yeah. Right. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. So anyway, Franny, the daughter, had a rocking chair, and it was moving on its own, and it was scaring her. So that was a good start to the night, or their very first night, was a rocking chair moving on its own, little girl crying. You forgot to mention how annoyed George was about, like, the daughter being scared. Yeah. Remember how that was? He yeah. Just starting to show what a dirtbag he okay, is. Okay, also... You know what? I'm gonna He should be him. called sure, shithead. I'm gonna defend <laughs> him just a little bit this one time Why? right here. Because he was already inside of Catherine oh. when this girl came in cock blocking him it is very frustrating well who cares his poor little girl was scared right, and in a new fine, house they just the, uprooted her and brought her to this brand new place that she's never been it's before scary. it's scary i'm saying it's the, the initial reaction night. will be frustrating how he handles it after he was that like, that's oh, on him really Catherine? she's sleeping in here yeah yeah <laughs> she is it's your daughter and she's scared he is thinking with a different head okay well, he should not do that it's hard. Well, that head was just somewhere a minute ago, and now the head's sad. It's not going to be there again. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> George takes a job as a professor at a college in town, and the col- and the college dean was talking to him, and and he made it seem like this town is a very religious town. Um, they follow books by this dude who could like talk to ghosts and spirits. Uh, I don't George- think it was just the town. I think it was like the college. It was like this certain artist who. Oh. So like, it wasn't like a town thing. It was just no. like a college thing. I think it was just like the people in this college just kind of mm-hmm. like they thing. like this artist. Like a lot of people in this area really like this artist. His last name was like because it was like an art, or something. It was an art school. Like he yeah. was like an art professor. Yeah, and he had like artwork and stuff of his. He just didn't do art anymore. So maybe you're right. Maybe it was just like that following. Um, he had these nice little. Um, like seashell paintings right that he made that were like watercolor paintings yeah and like lighthouses and just like stationary things like that so george uh was not buying any of that stuff but they're pretty adamant uh that they believe in this stuff and they believe in i don't know they talk about it and they even invite him to a seance at home we see Catherine. she's like weighing herself and then earlier we saw her trying to make herself throw up it was at like her the daughter's birthday party right somebody gave her a little bit of cake and she ate a couple bites and then she put it down, and then we saw her in the bathroom, like, throwing up. So yeah, which, kind of shows that she has a body issue, or a body image issue, a weight right. issue. Whenever she was weighing herself, she was interrupted by these two guys. Uh, they're pretty young uh, teenagers, offering to help around, like, doing the gardening, plumbing, and just being a helping hand. Uh, at dinner that night, she was eating a salad, and George made a comment about her needing to drink her protein shakes that the doctors recommended her. So she must be sick, like you were saying, or there's something there. Uh, After dinner, she was looking in the kitchen, and she found on top of the shelves this really old book. And it had lists of dead people, and on one of the pages, it had names crossed out, and it said damned on it. It's pretty creepy stuff. Uh, Turned out a reverend lived at that house and built the house. Yeah. And I guess the reverend was 
into some stuff. She went back to uh, doing the dishes, and she found a ring stuck in the window seal right above the sink. The window seal? Yeah, so. The window sill. It's seal? No, it's called a window sill. S-I-L-L. No, it's not. It's a window seal. No, it's a window sill. It's not like the part that keeps the window closed and keeps the air out. It's like the ledge. Yeah, it's a window sill. <laughs> on a window. It's called a window sill. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're telling me the truth right now. It's a window seal. It's a window sill. Okay. Nope, we're not going to argue about this. Go keep going. Sell? Window. Sill. S-I-L-L. Sill. Like will. Rhymes with will. What are you even sill saying will. right now? Sill, 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 will, will, will. They <laughs> rhyme. See? You sound hysterical. <laughs> I don't... Are you okay? I don't... Oh okay, God. let's just get back to this because you are talking crazy. <laughs> I feel like I'm crazy. <laughs> yes, I think you are too. She, uh, she got the ring out of the seal and then saw this like weird gold light moving across the room. It's pretty scary stuff. Also, that gold light did look kind of dumb. Now I feel like things are coming back. I'm like, you know what? Maybe this movie was kind of... I mean, there was a couple things that I was making fun of, like you, you were. <laughs> so, so yeah. but I feel like the story—it had a good potential. The story could have been really good. It just, you know, like a house with good bones. Sometimes, <laughs> you know. Next morning, uh, she went to the historical society asking. <laughs> <laughs> the what? Historical society? Is that not what I said? Historic. <laughs> the way you said it was what? not right. What? Historical is what I said. Like you said. I just want to Let's play it back again. <laughs> no. I just want to get this done. Okay, keep going. Historic. You said it right the second time. Next morning, she went to historical society asking if she could help out or learn about old houses. The lady there showed her a picture of the people who built the house she lives in now. Uh, she found a book by the guy who built it and lived there. His wife, his wife's name was... Um, was one of the names that said damned on it. Oh, it was the wife? I thought it was the, the husband. I, I think it was the wife. I think it was the husband, because the husbands are the ones who are the bad guys. The wife was a good one. I I don't know. I thought I just thought it said the wife's name on it. No, I'm pretty sure it was the husband's. Or maybe the husband was, like, gaslighting the wife. No. I was like, <laughs> oh, you're damned, girl. No, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm like 90% sure that it was. Okay, but I'm the one typing, so guys, it was the wife's <laughs> okay. name. Okay. So George and Franny went to the town library. Uh, George was hitting on this girl there, and she figured him out and called him out for hitting on her when he was married. George, uh, this is our first glimpse of George kind of being a dirtbag. Well, not really. The first glimpse of him being a dirtbag was when his scared daughter climbed into bed and he was like, really? She's going to sleep in here? Okay. All right, fine. This is the, the second, second time, time that we've okay, seen him right. be a dirtbag. The second time. I d- Spoiler alert, I don't like George. <laughs> I don't think we needed that. I think we all knew that by how you're talking about George. Okay. Then you should come some slack. So what? He hit on a girl in the library. So what? He's married and with his daughter. Yeah, that is kind of tough. So when Catherine got home, she ran to the house to tell George about the photo of the house and all the stuff she was, like, finding out. And the dude was just wanking it in the shower. Uh, which, you know, that's fine. We've all been there. But 
Little does Mr. Tugger know, Catherine has taken some glimpse at the older boy who's the helping hand of the house, and he's mowing the grass. And ain't nothing sexier than a man mowing your grass. You know what I'm saying? She was doomed. As soon as he started mowing that lawn, she was like, like, you know, blowing some wind on her face and stuff. I'm telling you, <laughs> nothing, nothing gets it turning like mowing some grass. Uh, she goes and talks to Eddie, who's the oldest boy. And it turns out he's out of high school. So, like, no worries there. We're good. Um, it's not as creepy on Catherine. And now they can probably smash. Okay. But she's married. She's a married woman. Uh, right now. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's a movie. So, we can all hope for some smash. So, uh, nighttime now. Because people are sleeping. And <laughs> Catherine smells this smelly smell. That smells smelly. <laughs> nah, but she does smell something weird. And uh, <laughs> it's weird. And she investigates it. And there was a ghost lady standing in the hallway, but Catherine missed it. But we didn't miss it, and it was kind of creepy. And we were like, ah, there's a lady! Okay, well, hey, I mean, I was, like, manly about it. (laughs) No, you were not. He literally said, ah, there's a lady! (laughs) Yep, you're right. That was a direct quote. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, quote, unquote. Ah, lady. (laughs) Um, No, it was much higher than that. (laughs) Can't prove it. So, it... It looked like the woman from the old photo, so it's like her spirit is still lingering. Uh, but she keeps looking, and the piano just starts playing. And she runs back towards it because she's freaking out, and then Franny starts screaming because Franny also saw the ghost lady in her room. So who is playing the piano then? Uh, maybe another ghost also lady? the ghost lady? <laughs> oh, maybe she's doing it all? All right. Uh George went... I imagine her, like, one of those um, <laughs> shows where they, like, play the piano with their toes and they, like, are playing two pianos at the same time. Have you ever seen those, like, old-timey shows like that? No. There's, like, one with, uh, like, Donald Duck. He's, like, trying to play the piano with his hand and with his toes. He's, like, playing two pianos. Okay, you don't get it. Never mind. Mm, you done? It was, like, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. Yeah. Him and Donald... Him and uh, Daffy Duck are, like, fighting and they, like... Are trying to play each other's pianos. Okay, anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> uh, no, but no, you can keep talking. You want to? We can talk about it. So if you want, <laughs> yeah, keep right. going. Okay. So, uh, you know, next morning, whatever, George went on a run, and he found himself running to a stable, which that girl from the library happened to be working. How did he know that? I don't know. Do you that think was it was weird. an accident? Because I. You know what I mean? How- she didn't say anything about right. working at the stable. Unless he, like, creeped on her and, like, found out who she was and that I don't she know. worked there. That was weird. I it, was it was weird, weird but he just happened to jog to the stable that we've never seen. Uh, and then they smashed. Ugh. Right. And it's weird. And to- that's when I really didn't like him. Right. It's when my hate started to grow. Yeah. You gave him, yeah. Dirtbag. Shit. But also, why, why like, turn him down and stuff at the library? just to let him let him smash at the stable well remember then she went in the car and was like talking to eddie and she was like uh, he was like well did you like him and she was like well of course because he's not a good guy yeah like basically she was kind of like typical girl and like and like back basically she was kind of like oh he's just my type because he's unavailable yeah (laughs) like basically that was her reason so i mean like you could kind of tell that she like liked him but you think she would have been a better person and not oh, no. slept with him? Oh, no. There was no sleeping going on. Uh, Catherine... Also, why is there a bed at the stable? A little, a little stable bed. Huh? Maybe <laughs> Sometimes you get busy working on horses. You got to take a nap. 
between shoveling shit and brushing the horses. You got a little nappy nap. Plus, what if somebody comes into the stable and wants to smash? <laughs> you need a bed. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Let's think here. Use your, use your head. Uh, Catherine found a book about heaven and hell, and the book was given to George by the dean, and she starts reading it, and uh, she could hear an echo that was reading the book, too, and it was like the ghost. So, like, that would be sweet, because then... The ghost is like, oh, everything makes sense now. Let me, let me read you a story, you know? <laughs> uh, anyway. I'll tell you a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. <laughs> okay, I'd like to take a minute right here to finish this, please. So, Eddie... That was good. Thank you. Eddie finally runs into George. This is the first time they've met. George was going to work then. Uh, George told him not to tell Catherine that Eddie used to live there and not to tell her what happened. That's interesting. Dun, dun, dun. Because and we didn't also know. that's also why I didn't like George. Right. He's keeping secrets. Secrets are no fun. Secrets, secrets are no fun. Secrets, secrets hurt someone. Okay. So... Uh, George comes home to Eddie playing the piano for Catherine, and he gets all pissed off and paranoid about it because, you know, he's a sack of shit. Uh, I'm just saying, though, if I would ever come home to a handsome man playing the piano for you, I'd be pretty upset out of, like, pure jealousy. You know what I mean? That's kind of sus, sack. <laughs> I would. She was sitting on <laughs> the couch. Why are you cheating on me? No, but she was sitting on the couch, getting the couch all wet. Oh While dude's God. playing piano, Ew, don't it was say very that. romantic. That's gross. I would be super jealous. One, that I'm not being serenaded by a handsome <laughs> man. And two, that I can't serenade you. It's not fair. Okay. So going. no piano playing men in this house. <laughs> we don't have a piano. You're damn right. Because I know they would just waltz on in. <laughs> They'd be like, I heard you got a piano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what else can't you do, little man? They tell me how small my hands are and shit while they play piano for my wife. No way. <laughs> they'd say hey mr size eight shoe get the hell out of here oh <laughs> your insecurity is showing <laughs> you're right they're eight and a half <laughs> anyway at night at night Catherine <laughs> had a nightmare of dropping the ring in the sink and then when she tried See, this is weird. Okay, so whenever she stuck her hand in the sink to pull it out, what are we all thinking? Like, garbage disposal type stuff? Oh like, gosh, that's yeah. always what you think. Because <sighs> even watching this, Renee was like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. And then... <laughs> I feel like I don't even like to stick my own hand, like, my hand in our garbage disposal or, like, sink because right. I'm always afraid that a ghost is going to turn on her. One of our reasonable, kids is going to run up reasonable. and be like, boop! <laughs> we did have to renovate our house, so... <laughs> yeah. Good, it's got good there. bones. Yeah. I, Actually, it doesn't have suck, good bones. Yeah. Anyway, so she pulled out a fetus out of the drain. Also, like, Why? now watching the whole movie, I'm Why? like, did this, like, that didn't even connect to anything. Literally made no sense. She, it's not like she drink. was, like, pregnant and lost it or something. Like, that made no sense. So maybe that she pulled um, a fetus out of the drain. It just was a dream. It, it didn't have to mean it anything. It was a dream. Sometimes we have crazy on. dreams that don't mean anything. Yeah, but you sound ridiculous. Okay, I'm just saying, it was weird. But anyway, so then she woke up screaming. Uh, next day... As you should. <laughs> right. Right. Is it not just a normal day? Pulling a fetus out of the drain? <laughs> um, next day, George went to see Willis, who's the girl he's hitting on the side. Uh, they smashed. Afterwards, he was trying to talk to her and like get to know her better, but she, uh, she got all mad and then got mad at herself for what they were doing, and she made him leave. You know? Is that like a better, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission kind of thing? Is that what that was? 
I don't know, but I don't... Yeah, crappy. Like any Later, George and Catherine go to a colleague's, a colleague's of his house. <laughs> a colleague's? Why is that word so hard for you to say? Oh, it was a, how do you make that, like, colleagues. the possession. Co- like, colleague's. And then to add, put the possession on, like a colleague's is like it. No, you just say a colleague's house. I know, but I felt I didn't like the way it was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> it felt wrong. It did. The colleagues of his. Um, okay, the colleague's house. The co- how do you say that so calm? The colleagues. That <laughs> work? Like that. Yeah. The colleague's house. Um, <laughs> George and Bram, the husband of the chick George works with, go out and they see some alpacas and smoke weed. <laughs> It's like gold member, like 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 a smoke, smoking, smoking a, a waffle, and then he's like, <laughs> "I'll pack in some pot." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> a pack in some dope. You know, I don't know. Um, it was just a pretty chill night, I think. Just get high, talk about alpacas. Uh, Catherine and Justine, who is the coworker of Dickbag, go and they look at Justine's workshop. She makes like clothes and stuff, like scarves. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then she. What am I trying to say? Catherine had Colleen asked Colleen to like make some stuff for her, and then Justine was like, "Oh yeah, I'll just add it to the order that George put for a scarf for his mother." Mm. So she's gonna make suspicious. some stuff for everybody. Why is that suspicious? Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't get me wrong. I don't buy stuff for my mom, but I I could. Okay, but he you didn't know? tell her about the scarf for his mom. Yeah, but I've bought stuff without telling. Either you. way, it was supposed to be. It was suspicious because Catherine was like, "Oh, I didn't know anything about that." He doesn't have to tell. We her. We were supposed to be suspicious. He doesn't have to tell her about. Obviously, him. it's for his it's mistress. His mother. It's not for his mother. It's for his mistress. Honestly. Let's keep going. All I'm saying, you spoilers, because I had no idea it was for his mistress until I saw the little bitch wearing it in the diner. Uh, you didn't know it was for the mistress? No, it, was it was so obvious. Mom. Whenever, like, she was kind of like, she said, oh, that scarf for his mom. And Catherine was like, oh. I just. Like, thinking, oh, I he would have told like, me oh, that. oh, neat. I don't know. I just no, she that. was suspicious. Mm, whatever. So. On the way home, Catherine and George got into a fight. Uh, she got out of the car and they yelled at each other. She says to him that she feels like he only married her so that he could fill the jacket of a book. Like, have the perfect bio. Professor living in the country home with his wife and daughter. Uh, he yelled at her about how she doesn't eat or anything like that. <laughs> that's, like, that's what he said. He goes, you just don't well, eat. Well, you don't eat. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, he, he does all the time. Uh, he was, I th- well, I feel like he uses it to like gaslight her. Like, oh, you're just, you're hungry because you don't eat and you're not thinking clearly. Like, that's how, like, he like keeps well, saying it. Like and that. also he was like high because he, they smoked a bunch of weed and she was mad about how he was driving recklessly. Yeah, he was driving like a douchebag. He was doing that whole like, I'll turn my lights off while I drive for a minute and it's funny type of thing. And he was like driving really fast and she was like, slow down, slow down. And he yeah. was like, <laughs> I'm well, fine. you know, women usually buzz kills. You know what I mean? You, you're pretty, you know, firsthand in that, right? Being a buzzkill. Um, I don't like to risk my life. Sorry. <laughs> he was trying to grab her and put her in the car, and she scratched him, and he pushed her down. <gasps> Goal. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, next day, she is giving him the cold shoulder. She went out with Justine, and when she got home, George was like, hey, want me to go pick up dinner? And she was like, nah, man, I ate with Justine. And then she just went upstairs. And then the bro didn't eat. And, like, I feel that because, like. (laughs) Zach literally said out loud, go eat some chips or something, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would do. Every time Renee's not home, I just eat some chips. 
<laughs> you are like barely an adult. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, no. I Sometimes I just eat bread. Like, no, you know what Zach likes to eat? I'm an adult. Ranch I don't sandwiches. do that anymore. I don't. He puts ranch on two pieces of bread, puts it together. It's ranch sandwich. Okay, listen, I was young. Also, if I still did, I would not tell you I did that stuff. So. You are not going to sit here and tell me that you would not make a ranch sandwich. Like, if I was out of town. Whenever we went on vacation, did you make ranch a ranch sandwich for yourself? No. I don't believe you. But I did eat chips. <laughs> and if I did eat actual food, it was McDonald's. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so anyway, enough of this ranch sandwich talk. You're making me sound like a fool. <laughs> You're making me really hungry for a ranch sandwich. Catherine has been reading that book and that the dean gave George. And George just went fishing with that dean which his name's floyd by the way but i don't realize his name's floyd till a lot later so i just keep saying the dean so from now on i'm gonna say floyd so just catch that so uh he went fishing with the dean (laughs) he went fishing with floyd and uh brought him back to the house to have a drink he saw that she was reading that book and then they start talking about it uh catherine 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 what's her name catherine Kat, so it's not has that have I been saying Catherine yeah, this whole time? No, you've been saying Catherine. Catherine shows him the house and he sees this weird gold light that we saw earlier. And he asks Catherine, saying, We aren't alone, are we? And she's like, Well, what do you mean? And he says that the spirit that she feels and sees doesn't mean her any harm. And she admits that her and her daughter both have seen this spirit. He says that she's here for you. She's here to help. And he offers to have a seance there with or without George. George wants to throw a party. Uh, not like a seance or anything like it's separate from that. Uh, George just wants to throw a party. Uh, Catherine says, yeah, that's fine. But we need to invite our neighbors and the locals, not just his people. Uh, Mayor, who's the realtor, was there and told Catherine how lovely the house is now with all the stuff they've done to it. And how nice Catherine is to have Eddie and Cole back there. Catherine obviously looks confused. And she made Mayor tell her what happened. Like, what do you mean, like, you're happy about this? Um, Turns out Eddie and Cole's dad drugged them and the wife, killed all their cows, which, like, come on, cows? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Went to the garage, turned on both the trucks, closed the garage, the windows, the doors, everything. And the garage is attached to the house right and the garage is like under the house uh so and then he went and laid in bed with the mom they died not sure how cole and eddie didn't die i know that feels like a but the mom and dad never even they never answer that yeah because you're honestly you're kind of waiting for eddie and cole to like be involved somehow yeah like, like i don't understand with nefarious how they shit. um yeah but the mom and dad died but that explains why she's been smelling the weird smell at night she's smelling the fumes from the car yeah. Like, it's, like, haunted in the house. Catherine figures out she had the wrong wife. She thought she had the original wife from the, like, original home Owner. being built. I think that's who she was Like, seeing. the reverend's wife. Turns out she's seeing the, the just previous wife, who was Eddie's mother. Uh, she shows Mare the ring that she found. And Mare was like, holy cow, that's her ring. How did you get that ring? Um, She's like, she never took it off. How'd you get that? Um, And it's rough because... George knew the whole time, and he didn't tell her. I, I think that's a dick move. One more tick in the box of George sex. Nice. Uh, after the party, Catherine and Dirtbag argue about him not telling her. 
and the electric starts doing some weird things and the radio starts playing this like staticky noise and he's like frantically trying to turn it off and she's just staring dead at him straight because she knows that like the spirits are doing that and that just turning it off isn't gonna work yeah he ended up like unplugging and smashing the radio on the ground the next night they had that seance that floyd wanted to have and Catherine found an article about the woman's death that she feels is in the house. But Floyd believes it's the first woman who lived there, the reverend's wife, uh, who died mysteriously when she was 26. Uh, they contacted the woman, and she like blew around a cloth that was on the table all around. And she said that she wanted to break free, but there was someone else saying no and keeping her there. Then the table banged real hard, and all the commotion, all the weird stuff that was happening stopped. But something important that she said was that, like, if there's, like, all of them, before they even started the seance, they kind of said that spirits won't, like, spirits will kind of grow off of you and the energy that you give off. So as long as you are a good person, like, there will be good spirits in the house. If you're evil, then evil will kind of illuminate or evil right. will your character will show in the house basically. yeah exactly right and Catherine's obviously good dick bag is not good mm -hmm. so yeah anyway so then the floyd is like there's more than one spirit here and you have to be careful who you trust and we kind of hear that you hear like a male voice saying no get back and yeah like, kind of shutting up the woman spirit Catherine went to the library to return some books that she took out uh, she also brought a book that she found in George's car that was overdue, except the librarian said it wasn't in George's name. It was in Willis's name. Who is Willis, you're asking? Willis is the girl he's screwing on the side. And I like the librarian was like, Willis is a unisex, could be a boy or a girl's name. Like, basically, the librarian was saying, like, I know what's happening here. Open your eyes, lady. Right, because they all see it. Um, yeah. And then she's like, don't worry, I'll charge Willis. On. I'll put the put this on her card. <laughs> and that's, I don't know, that's funny um very next thing we see is Catherine opening up a bank account in her own name without george yeah that's also something that isn't so Catherine. yeah but is good well i think that just to Be show well she's also i mean that she's thinking about leaving him like right and that's the first step but like, it's funny because the bank teller person said all right we'll need george's signature too to open up this account and she goes no we don't need him to open this account and that was kind of putting a stamp on this is mine not, not yeah. ours you know yeah so george took his class to like an art exhibit field trip thing and he ran to in to the met that's what it was yeah okay anyway and he ran into <laughs> who must have been like a professor at columbia where he went to school and they were catching up and a student walked by and called george professor professor Claire, whatever his last name is. Yeah. Uh, the man was like, hey, why is she calling you a professor? You're not a professor. Turns out, bro never finished college. He never finished his dissertation. Yeah. And he isn't a teacher. So, like, he's a fraud. And then, back at the school, that dude he ran into called Floyd, the dean, and told him, George is a fraud. And George begged him not to fire him yet. Wait till after the holiday. The holiday that he was talking about was Thanksgiving. Which apparently just was. Because boom, now it's Thanksgiving. They're at the dinner table with George's family. They were talking about how George had a cousin who drowned. And that he was an artist. Catherine, Catherine asked, like, what did he draw? What kind of art? And, and George's mom described the art. And the art she was describing was 
all the art that George had hanging up with his name on it. It was all, it was like water painting. It was like stationary objects. It was all these things. And turns out there's just another thing, George. So he's literally a fraud in every Right. So like, let's, so let's do a little tally on George here. Um, he's been cheating on his wife. He lied about graduating from Columbia and lied to get his job. And now all the artwork that he said was his work is actually his dead cousins. Oof. Dude has nothing. He's literally he's, a fraud in every yeah, aspect of his life. Yeah, he's nothing of what she thought she was marrying. Yeah. Because throughout the whole film, like, a couple people are like, wow, George, you should get back into drawing again. Because even she was like, George, you should yeah, start when are you doing start art. Painting again? Let's do art. Because I think she does art. Yeah, she she was like, beforehand, we saw her, like, restoring, uh, like, an art piece of artwork. She was like, uh, because they met in college. Yeah. She was like an art restore per- i don't like know. restoration yeah stuff. like a restoration but then right artist. when they met he quit doing art and started focusing on like the teachings of it and things like that yeah like the he, art theory part yeah, of it because he couldn't because he was stealing that art so <clears throat> so Catherine realizing this now she like pushed her drink over and stormed out and stormed upstairs uh she goes upstairs and she starts throwing up george walks in and is trying to talk to her, and then that woman spirit shut the door he on was George. Trying to like gaslight her and make her feel bad, and he, she was like, "No, I'm sick. Right, I'm it, throwing up our marriage." Is what she it, said. That's exactly what she said. Uh, and then the ghost spirit like shut the door on him and wouldn't let him go into the bathroom. Yeah. So like, point for the ghost and screw you, George. At school, uh, George is sweating because he's not wanting to deal with the issue that he's about to have now. You know, the whole he's a fraud thing. Uh, he sees Floyd, and Floyd's going to his boat because they live like right by water, and so he follows him out there. Floyd offers for him to go out on a little boat ride or whatever, um, but it feels pretty nefarious. Like we know this isn't going to be just a clean boat ride. Uh, it cuts to Catherine at home, and she's upset, obviously. And uh, Eddie walks up, and Eddie starts comforting her, and then you know they get hot and heavy. So like, good stuff, Eddie. Smash. Well, it's because Eddie says to her, if you were my wife, I would kiss the ground you walked on. Yeah. And she was like, yes, you would. And she yeah. starts making oh, out yeah. She so, doesn't really say that, but she just got down oh, there and She said it. Okay. Yeah. She said it. Just a different way. Good <laughs> on you, Eddie. No one to make your move. I like it. Uh, but she's married. Ignore that right now. Right now, we're not. We're ignoring the fact that she was married. Right now, her husband's a dirtbag. Yeah, right now we're just rooting for Eddie. Good smash, bro. So <laughs> he needs a win. Yeah, he does. His dad killed his mom and tried to kill him yeah. and kill all the cows. Right. So smashing the neighbor lady, count it. <laughs> I, I'd say they're even. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'd say they're even. They're even because his family. You need to not. No, I'm don't not. say that. Hey, man. Some people weigh things differently. I think they're even. So. <laughs> His mom and dad are dead. It was a while ago. <laughs> oh my god, Zach. <laughs> well, it was a while ago. Doesn't make it okay. So, back to George on the boat. Uh, Floyd told him, you know, he's fired because he's a fraud. Uh, then it shows Justine. Remember Justine? She's getting some food at a little diner. She had a little pickup food there. And she sees Willis. And she's wearing the scarf Justine made for George's mother. He lied about that, too. He gave it to Willis instead. Dirtbag. Back to George now. He's walking back to his school, and he is soaking wet, uh, dripping. That's sketchy. And Justine is waiting for him 
because she wants to call him out for cheating, and she says she's going to tell everyone what's going on. And then she drives away. Well, because she also saw that guy talking to him at the Met about, like, how yeah, he she, like, didn't overheard. finish. Yeah, so he was, like, she was kind of like, I think you know what was that that was about. Right, and, and so she's, like, the one person very who knows everything. Yeah. Um. So then she, she leaves, she drives away, and George gets in his car and follows her, and he pushes her car off the road, wrecks. At home, well, she wrecks, not George. George is good. George goes home. At home, Catherine tells George to sleep downstairs because he claimed... What? No, I just think it's funny that, like, keep going. Because he claimed his clothes were all wet because he got sick on them, and and she doesn't want to get sick. I think it's really funny whenever people use, like, sick as, like, a noun. Like, they're calling, like, their vomit sick. They're like, I got sick on it. And, like, it's not like he's saying that, like, using it as a verb, like... He vomited on it. He's See, that's saying, how like, I took it, though. I got I got the sick on it. I, <laughs> yeah, like, I got the vid, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But yeah, she's like, sleep downstairs. I don't want to get sick like you're sick, you know? Uh, <laughs> then George, so she goes upstairs, and then George, like, whispers, saying, he goes, if you're really there, show me a sign. That was that, creepy. And that part was stupid, too. Okay. That was stupid. And looking at it now, I'm like, okay, there were some yeah. stupid parts. But I think that's, that's, like, the first glimpse that we get that he's hearing stuff. Yeah, like that the house is like talking to him now. The too. evil part of the house yeah. is getting to him. Because then a crow crashes through Catherine's bedroom window. Um and then he runs up there and sees it and that he I he realizes that that's the sign he was talking about. So like now it seems that it's like good spirit in person versus bad spirit in person. Yeah. Um but like I said that was the first glimpse we've really got that he's hearing some stuff, you Yeah. Know? So Oh, and then he goes, tomorrow, have your boyfriend fix the window. Yeah. Yeah. If I was Catherine, I would have been like, I will. Yeah. Why don't you get your girlfriend to check out a oh, library oh, book? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. You should, she works at a stable, Renee. You could have said something like, okay, but why don't Catherine you get your girlfriend to ride a horse up here? Catherine doesn't know that she works at a stable. That's fair. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that one. You're still, <laughs> you're still dumb. So... In the morning, Catherine gets a call and goes to the hospital. It was about Justine. Uh, Doc said she might not make it, so George might have another knock on him there. Uh, whilst there, George goes to the pharmacy to fill some prescriptions, saying it was urgent. Uh, Catherine, on her way home, heard on the car radio that Floyd was found dead in the lake. Mm, what, Boom. Are, what happened there? I don't know. That night, George got home early and saw that Catherine packed the car and her and Frank you were You skipped leave. a couple of things. I did not. Yeah, you did. I he skipped w- that, that day he when went he to was school and saw Yeah, him. that day when he was at school, he, like, a guy came in and told him about Floyd. Yeah. And he, like, basically got to take Floyd's job. Like, everything's yeah. coming up roses for old Georgie boy. And then he went to class Just and he was, like, teaching class and, like, he's tell- trying to tell them about Floyd, his students about Floyd, and he turns around, and on his, like, little projector is the cover of that book that Floyd gave him. Right. And he's like, who who did this? And he tries to keep slipping, flipping through the slides, and it's just a bunch of that p- same picture. So that's why he freaks out and goes home early. Yeah, he, and yeah, he like, canceled class then. Yeah. But, yeah, that happened. Uh, so... So he gets home early and sees that Catherine had the car packed. Her and Franny were going to leave. George goes in and gives Catherine one of her protein shakes. because, And then she's trying to act normal like they weren't just about to bail. 
So she like drinks it and stuff. And then they start fighting about her trying to leave. Uh, he throws her outside and then she starts to fall and get all loopy. He drugged her. Uh, she manages to like crawl her way back inside and the ghost woman like helped her get to a phone but Catherine still passed out. So like the ghost was like talking to her like I'll help you I'm gonna get you through this I'm fighting with you all this stuff and she ended up passing out anyway like as soon as she got to the phone so she couldn't call for help. She was like on her bed. Right. Uh, but George had the evil man spirit talking to him and guiding him to Catherine. Uh, then we see George axe Catherine while she was passed out uh he was then he like hit the floor sobbing while he was covered in blood which i gotta be honest i didn't really expect her to uh get axed i did not i didn't see that coming uh and then i i don't know yeah i just didn't see that coming next day george is at work uh he actually is replacing the dean for a little while till they find like an act like a full-time replacement is what i was gathering While at work, he left a note for Cole, who is the younger of the brothers who babysits, saying that Catherine is upstairs sleeping um, and that she's sick. So if he could just hang out with Franny until Franny goes down for a nap and then Cole can just leave. Uh, This is where the movie and then this is where the movie starts, where George pulls into the garage where blood is dripping on his car windshield. And then so he goes and gets police. The police take George, but uh, he says it was a robbery gone bad. And then they let him go because they kind of have to. And that's the thing is the police know it was George, but they can't get the proof they needed. Because he kind of has an alibi saying he was at school teaching all day. And he even like took everyone out to lunch that day. And Right. And like the axe had his fingerprints on it because it was his axe and his home. So everything has his fingerprints on it. Uh, But this is whenever we realize that they might just get the proof they need because Justine wakes up. She wakes up from a little little help from Catherine and the other ghost lady, <laughs> you know, saying, you know, trying to push her awake, you know. Uh, and then... They were like, it's time to wake up. <laughs> right, yeah. And because uh, she's, the, she's the one person that has the proof and knows everything about George, all of his bad stuffs. Yeah. Um, so she can be the one to put him away. Uh, George went back home to Connecticut with his parents, but Justine called and left him a message saying that she remembers everything then george goes and gets on a boat and he starts sailing um not sure where he's sailing like we don't know where he's going he's just sailing and he's sailing like into a storm and then we also see uh the police chief go in and start talking to justine he's like hey do you have a minute and she's like yeah i do have a minute and then well and then and then the movie ended well, so, like, the what he was, like, sailing into, like, looked red, and we hear, like, words from that book that the that Floyd gave him in the beginning that's, like, saying that, like, the gates of hell will appear and stuff. And, like, if you look at it, it, like, looks like fire on the water, and then it kind of, like, backs up, and in the sky you see, like, an upside-down cross. It, and it's supposed to be, like, the reverse of the picture that you saw earlier. So right. it's kind of, it's like a really artsy thing where we see, like, it looks like he's going into the gates of hell, but... But, it, like, like, why? I don't know. Yeah, it but, didn't, really yeah. like, make any sense or it went over my head because I'm, like, not already no, art, smart. I don't know. It, like... <laughs> It, that ending was really stupid because, like, why was he sailing anyway? That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I understand that they were trying to make the connection to that picture from the book cover and stuff because right. it, like, looked like the opposite. Like, he was going into the gates of hell and the other one was supposed to be, like, heaven. So, like, 
I I understand what like the intention was, but it just missed. No, it did miss for sure. Um, it'd be different if like we heard the voices telling him to like, oh, go here, go sail here, go. And then he was going, but then like really he was going to the gates of hell. Like even that would have made more sense to me. But like there was nothing. He like just so was he like going to try to kill himself? Like is that was that his intention in the first place? No, no idea. I don't understand. We don't know. It was really for a second silly. I thought he was going to try to sail. Back, back to, to stop Justine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought was gonna but happen. But like, but that didn't. So, but that's also like the they said they were in Connecticut. So like, why did they need to sail from Connecticut to New York? Like, I don't think you need to sail there. <laughs> I, don't think so I mean, I'm I don't know much about geography, but I I don't think you need to yeah. sail to New York from Connecticut. But anyway, I, I mean, felt like that was like kind of weird. The ending was it was a weird ending. Like, kind of ruined the whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, the movie honestly wasn't bad until the ending. Uh, and I don't really have any film facts for this one. There was nothing. The only thing that was interesting was... So, Amanda Seyfried won an Oscar in 2020. Mm-hmm. And this was her first film back. That yeah. was the only thing. But that doesn't really seem very, uh, like, like trivia to me. Simply because it was only a year. This movie yeah. came out a year later. So, like, I don't but really... But she, she was probably, like, filming it at that time. That's what, But they acted like it was, like, a big hiatus, like... This is our first film back in 10 years after winning an Oscar. Like, yeah, no. but it was like a year. So I don't well, really... and I feel like everybody was taking that year off because it was 2020, you it know? Was, it was the vid year. But anyway, that's a movie. Hope you guys like that. Well, I was excited to do this one because, like, I, we haven't done, like, a ghost story in a while, it feels like. And movie I like wasn't bad. Ghost stories. But, yeah. um, and I even said to Zach when we were watching it, um, I was like, Oh, well, I like how it's, like, not showing all the gory stuff. Because I always like those ghost stories that kind of leave things up to the imagination. Yeah. Like, because it didn't show you him killing Floyd. You kind of just had to, like, assume that he did. Right. But then, like, during the axe part, it, like, showed the blood all over him and the blood splatter. And I was like, I take it back. (laughs) Yeah. Also, that looked so fake. I know, The blood splatter looked fake. So I'm kind of glad they didn't show all the other ones. I can only imagine how bad they all would have looked, too. Yeah. Anyway, so when I was researching this, I found, like, two stories that actually inspired this movie. And really, like, in looking back at it, it wasn't, like, two stories. It's one story that a woman who wrote the book was inspired by two things. Anyway, so this is a movie that is based on a book called All Things Cease to Appear that was written by Elizabeth Brundage. Um, This book mirrors the movie closely, but actually goes more into the impact of her mother's murder on Franny. Um, It starts when Catherine is dead and George has just arrived at his neighbor's doorstep with Franny. And then we quickly, he quickly becomes the suspect, primary suspect of her in her murder. Um, I mean, that's how the book starts. But the characters' names are not, no, no, they are in the book. Their names are Catherine and George in the book. Um, But those are not like Catherine and George are not real people and Franny's not a real person. So in the book, there's like those flashbacks that kind of reveal the cracks in their marriage. Um, and then it kind of flips between timelines of like tragedies that took place in their upstate New York home and all of that. So um, according to L Australia, it said in the last se- section of all things cease to appear, the story is set decades in the future in 2004 when Franny is a third year surgical resident doing her best to get by. However, she receives a phone call asking her to return home as the family farm has finally been sold. When she was a child, her questions were ignored. And even now as an adult, They've never been answered, Brundage wrote. Nobody on her father's side talks about her mother. 
By the novel's end, Franny is left longing for the mother she never got to know and is disturbed to find at, by how much she doesn't remember about the life they once shared together. So, like, the book kind of goes more into the impact of her mother's death on Franny. The book is actually based on Elizabeth Brundage's life experiences. Um, when she moved her own family into a house in upstate New York. Her two daughters, who were three and six at the time, said that there were other people in the house, specifically three little girls who had died in a fire. Brundage said, every morning on the way to school, the girls told me stories about the ghosts, three little girls who had died in a fire and whose mother and father were up in heaven. They knew details that seemed beyond their ability to fabricate, including the names of the ghosts and historical details about an old mill down the road with tainted water. One night, my youngest was literally laughing at something that seemed to be moving around the room. She pointed at it, giggling. I couldn't see it, but I could feel it. I just knew. Mm. So, like, that's kind of where she she drew some of those experiences whenever she wrote the book. So, the movie then is based on some of those experiences that she had with her own children. Um, but when they moved, whenever her family moved out of the house eventually, they, she found three pairs of old children's shoes in a cupboard that she had never opened. Um, she said that she always assumed that they belonged to the young girls that her daughter had described as ghosts. Mm. Which, like, I feel like those things being there could tie the ghosts still there. You know what I mean? Right. How many scary movies have we watched that, like, the ghost is there because something of theirs is in the house still? Yeah, there's always that object. So the other part of the story that she based her book on is it's about Kathleen and James Krausnick, um, who were living the American dream in 1989. They attended the same high school, started dating in college, and were married shortly after. They were living in upstate New York with their three-and-a-half-year-old daughter. It was all shattered one day when James came home from work, and um, he found the garage door was open, and he saw some glass on the ground. He found Kathleen upstairs in bed with an axe in her forehead. Their daughter, Sarah, was unharmed in the other room. James ran to the neighbor's house and appeared as a grieving husband. So that's almost exactly what right. happened in the movie. But you said that you were like, oh, I didn't expect her to get axed. I did expect her to get axed because I did this and I was thinking, yeah. like, it's going to, she's probably going to get axed like the yeah. real girl. Right. Um, there were nearly four decades that went by with no arrests made in the case, but in November of 2019, that wow. changed. James, who was now 69, was indicted for, by a grand jury on a second degree murder charge. He has since pleaded not guilty and is free on bail. Dude, get out of here. He still has not, like, gone to trial, but, like, it's crazy that it took this long. Like, he didn't even get indicted until 2019 right that's insane and he's 69 this dude's gonna die before he even sees like jail time according to hello magazine however after further investigation it was later discovered that james had fooled his employers and similar to the film his wife had learned shortly before her death that he had lied about completing his doctorate after more forensic evidence was found james was indicted by a grand jury in 2019 with second degree murder he pleaded not guilty so they found this source was the one that i found that said that he had also lied about to get his job which is like right a serious ex accusation anyway um he really was released on bail and is still awaiting trial so it got delayed because of the pandemic the defense for James believes that Kathy was likely killed by Edward Larrabee, who was a convicted sex offender who confessed before his 
2014 death, not only to killing Kathy, but murdering music teacher Stephanie Kupchinski, but in 1991. However, th- authorities don't believe that he killed Kathy, convinced that he was lying about his, in- his involvement. So, like, that's what the defense is using to say that James didn't do it. Um, but now we're reaching the part, like, a time where some of the, um, some of the people who might have been witnesses and stuff are like passing away because right. like one of the witnesses is like 94 now so they're like kind of pushing for a um the trial to happen soon because they're afraid that like a lot of their people right. are going to die um and not be able to testify against him right anyway um so this story was inspired by her book which inspired the movie um, she said that she was really intrigued with the hours that the little girl spent alone with her mother's body because, I mean, it would have been the same thing where he, what they, what the prosecution claims he did is that he killed her before he went to work. He went to work, left the daughter there all day with the mom who was murdered in the bedroom right. and then came home and found her there. Like that's, that was his alibi is that he was at work the whole time. So, I mean... I guess we don't really know for sure, but it seems like he could have done it. And that was what um, Elizabeth, the author of the book, used to create her book, All Things Cease to Appear, which then was turned into this screenplay in this movie. So whenever we're looking at what's true and what's not, I guess the idea that a man killed his wife and left the daughter home all day is true. The ghost aspect of it is true because she was kind of taking that off of her own experiences. So, yeah. I mean, so some I, of the story's real. Yeah, I feel like it. I don't know. I think it works out being based on a true story. Like, yeah. I don't think it's that far fetched. No, I mean, especially that like crime there. I feel like that connects a lot. To yeah, it's pretty spot on. It. I mean, if if we really believe that he killed his wife, because right now we don't know for sure, but it seems like he could have. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was good. What uh, right. what is next? Do you know? All right. So next, we're gonna do the search for Bridie Murphy, which is an older film. It was uh, released in 1956. Ah. So it's a pretty old one. I'm gonna make Zach sit through it. I'll probably watch it too because I think it's a really interesting case that I heard about on another podcast. So I can't wait to uh, dive in. All right. Sweet. See, See you, you then? guys then. Bye. <laughs>